1: Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone, and for those of you just tuning in to my show for the first time, which hopefully it's not your first time, but if it is, welcome, welcome, welcome. I always give that greeting because we are live on iHeartRadio, so people are listening from all around the world or listening on the podcast, and I never know what time of day it is for them. We've even had guests calling in from Singapore that it was midnight um, by the time the show was done here there for them so uh, that's the beauty of it's all about the questions I get to bring you thought leaders from all around the world that can help you shift your perspectives by teaching you some new questions to ask and also teaching you just some new ways of thinking and I have just another one of those amazing guests here today Jackie Lappin personal friend of mine one of my mentors as well but just one of those people that I just wish we lived closer because I want to talk to her all the time and hang out with her because she's so cool. She was one of the first women sports writers in the world. So cool, great woman. Going to be talking to us about being a speaker, doing PR and promotion. Her client list includes Don Miguel Luis. Um, Joe Vitale, James Twyman, Denise Lynn, Ariel Ford, Hay House, more. You know, the list goes on and on and on. She is going to help you if you're a speaker, if you're an author, if you have a business and want to promote something. So, Jackie, welcome to the show. I am so delighted to be here, Laura. It's exciting to have you. I mean, I've interviewed you once before, but you've got some really new cool stuff coming up. Your radio media tour to me is the best thing that anybody who wants to promote themselves could ever consider doing for themselves or for their business. But now you're doing a lot, lot more work with helping speakers get booked. And, you know, you call it speaker-tunity, but what is the most important thing that any speaker should know? Just gonna well, jump right if you're
2: in. going to be presenting yourself to um, an organization, an event, Um, a speaker booker, you really have to have a benefit-driven speaker one sheet. A one sheet is a um, one-page look at who you are and why you'd be a compelling speaker. And it has your bio on it. It has some testimonials uh, from other people who have booked you previously. It has some some little summaries of the presentations that you make if you make more than one. But, you know, and, it, and while you have your bio and your credentials there, those are all almost secondary to the most important factor is what is the audience going to learn that's going to change their lives. There has to be a benefit-driven outcome that really is made clear in the one sheet for them to book you. They want to know how is it going to really impact the audience, what they're going to, how they're going to grow, what are they going to get from it, how are they getting expired? How are they going to get, get action plans? And so if you can identify that in your one sheet, that's the most effective way that you're going to be able to promote yourself to um, somebody that's looking at booking a speaker.
1: Well, that makes it sound like um, it's less about the putting down every speech you give and more about giving, say, a few sentences about the impact.
2: That's exactly right. And, and a lot of times, and your headline should also, you know, it says your name, and then something, when you put your tagline in there, it oftentimes you can you imply that benefit through your tagline.
1: Uh, can you give me an example of that?
2: Um, let me just think. Um, uh, what you say, you know, Jane Jones the um the the business builder, you know so and so such and such,
1: okay, so sort of like the tagline we came up with me, um, the queen of questions unlocking the hidden gold within, yeah, okay now, there are a lot of people out there that have no idea how to create a tagline or to figure out what that nugget is that the audience will learn to change their lives. What would be some things, questions, or, or things that my listeners would need to ask themselves to help them put that together?
2: Well, you know, there's something called the the um, unique selling proposition, um, and that's your USP. What is it that you do uniquely that other people don't do? Some twist on something... Um, you know that that makes you different i mean there's lots of people out there that you know that build build business or or that you know do certain aspects of business but if you can really identify what's unique about you and then put a creative frame on it that's what you want to do so you want to ask what's my unique selling proposition how am i different than everybody else and then you want to put some words together that you can um, reach, uh, you know, that, that can help you achieve that and then m- sort of massage those words.
1: Okay. That that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it would be useful to understand your unique selling proposition, not only as a speaker pitching yourself to get speaking gigs, but also to your clients.
2: Yeah, it, exactly. You know, it, that's really part of your marketing and branding strategy. You have to really establish you know what it, you have to create your brand based on what it is that you do that's different. So once you've identified that, it's going to spill over into your speaking.
1: Do you find that most of your clients that want to be speakers have other businesses as well? Or they're trying to be, they're wanting to be professional speakers?
2: Um, They are, um, most of them are using speaking as a way to build a business. It's the way that they're using for client attraction. Um, So essentially, they have a product or a service that they have, or a resource, something that they provide to um, either a, a B2B or B2C audience, and then they are finding places where those audience uh, candidates are actually congregating, and they're speaking to those groups, and it's called um, speak for enrollment, speak for acquisition, or in some cases, speak to sell, Um, because most of the times they're they're not paid to speak, they're speaking to groups... uh, without having a, an underlying fee for being there but they're being given a chance to use that speaking opportunity as a way to drive people into their business and they're allowed to make an offer from the stage or do back of the room sales or to invite people into something free that then they can turn around and 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 sell their services to
1: okay so let's let's talk about that part of it so there's a couple of different kinds of speaking. There's keynote speaking where you're not necessarily selling from the stage, where, say, a corporation brings you up there to talk. But then there's the selling from the stage kind of speaking. Is Which is more lucrative, or is there really no difference?
2: Well, the truth of the matter is, you know, there's, um, you know, when you get paid to speak on stage, you have a very... Defined amount of money that you are generally allowed to make because in those kinds of situations they don't let you do a lot of selling from the states. They're paying you to be inspirational, motivational, uh, educational. Um, when you are speaking to to enroll, you have if the if the offer is right a, a substantial amount of money. If you've really got your uh, your ability to um, introduce the offer make people feel that it's compelling that they want it. In other words, your ability to communicate, you know, that you have the solution to their problem. Um, And the audience is right. You actually can make a lot more money speaking to sell than being paid to speak.
1: Oftentimes what I've seen is at the speak to sell you have to pay your own way and sometimes pay the event booker to actually be there or pay them a percentage of what you bring in at the event. Is that what you were seeing? And and how does somebody who's speaking evaluate whether that audience at that event is their right audience to warrant well, that? Well, the
2: first thing is though, what you're really talking about is is usually another a, a, a multi-speaker format or, one where a, a, a speaker has a, an audience already; they they have a community, and they're and you're getting and you're paying to speak to to an audience that they've already built, um, and that's one aspect of the business. But there are lots of other places where you can get on stages that are not that way. I mean, for example, you know, business meetings and women's um, co- you know events and conferences. And uh, there's just a whole spectrum of of opportunities that don't require you to pay to be on stage. But increasingly, in the um, marketing end of the business, where somebody already owns a community and offers an opportunity to pay to get on their stage, those are increasing. Those because uh, they're they're looking to offset their costs and. They are, they're bringing the, their people to you. So you have to be very careful in connecting with that person to establish who their audience is, what, what kind of a clientele that, they've draw, that they draw in, and is it an exact match for your clientele as well if you're going to invest in that. And I'm, and that, there are many times when that's a great investment, when they have not only a good match for your demographics, but their audience tends to buy They've been trained to buy, and they're willing to buy somebody other than the host. Um, and, and uh, you know, one of the things is you can talk to people who've been on their stages in the past and say, was this effective for you? Um, and does your ma- audience match mine? So, you know, that's a really good way to get a sense whether that's a, a, a that kind of a speaking opportunity is of value. Well,
1: that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I've gotten several requests to speak at different events, and I look at, their past speakers, and I, I actually reached out to one, and they're like, I never spoke at that event.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: But the person put up a website, I mean, that creates a whole another integrity issue, and that's, I think, rare, um, but it was a group out of South Africa that was trying to book me, so that was a massive red flag anyway for me, but how does somebody—we're going to actually be going into a commercial break, so what I'm going to do is can you throw out one question— That somebody who wants to be a speaker should think about as we go into a commercial. One one, what? One question somebody who wants to be a speaker should ask themselves while we go into commercial.
2: Are you ready to be seen and can you, do you feel that you have a compelling offer?
1: Oh, I like that. So are you ready to be seen And do you feel you have a compelling offer? Are you going to be making an impact on that audience? We'll be right back with more from Jackie Lappin, speaker, booker extraordinaire. We'll be right back.
0: Success comes from not only what you know, but also who you know. Welcome back to It's All About the Questions with award-winning author Laura Stewart.
1: So I'm here speaking with Jackie Lappin, PR and speaker booker extraordinaire, one of those people that you want to have in your corner helping you get the press you need, helping you get your message out there, and in a lot of cases, actually helping you get your message in a concise way so that speaker bookers want to hire you, so that radio hosts like me want to have you on the show and podcasters as well want to have you on the show so Jackie is going to be talking she's been talking to us about what you need as a speaker and Jackie you mentioned the, the speaker one sheet is really critical and then we talked about the selling from from the stage how does public relations how does PR and publicity help somebody get booked as a speaker?
2: Well, it's going to give you a lot more visibility. Um, When a speaker, uh, when a booker goes to look for you, um, a couple things are going to happen. One, um, they're going to go straight to your website, which is an important issue. You need to have a contemporary website something that is horizontal in nature, has limited amount of words on the home page, and lots of heavy graphics. Um, If you don't, that's going to tell them right off the bat that you really aren't current and they're going to ignore you. The second thing they're going to do is they're going to Google you. And uh, if you've got a lot of publicity, they're going to see that you have a lot of visibility. Um, You also want to include that publicity on your web page if it's really substantial. You know, if you've been on the, you know, in, in the cover of the Wall Street Journal, you, you want to make sure that that's there. Um, the, uh, you know, but publicity helps raise your profile so that when you go solicit on a speaking opportunity or somebody does that for you, you've already gained recognition enough to, for them to say to their audience, hey, this person's, you know, really got an established track record. They're being recognized by their industry and um, there's somebody we want to have. So, yes, you need to do the publicity attendant to raising your profile uh, to support your speaking engagement. Now, and one other factor is also if you are going to be doing events in a lot of venues, they expect you to co-promote. So they're going to want to make sure that your publicity and social media machinery is revved up. Um, so, you know, you, you, a lot of times, uh, it's not just the venue that's doing the marketing. It's a, it's a co-promotion and you need to have the machinery to do that.
1: So, all right. What if a speaker doesn't have the abil- doesn't have currently the ability to co-promote? What are some things that they could begin creating to help them co- co-promote? Is it just getting a list or is it something else?
2: Um, no, if, well, um, if you're, a lot of times when we're talking about co-promoting, you're looking at a couple different things. Um, if your host has set up, a, a, a link and promotion, for the, the event that you're b- going to be at, you want to send that to your list and put it out on your social net- networking. If you're going to gr- grow um, your, your community and, and, you know, you need to e- get engaged in some list-building act- activities, um, and you can also uh, research the media in your market and, or in the market where you're going to be appearing, and do a publicity campaign by that, and then you can get on. You can uh, get on the, on the internet. You can start, you know, looking up, uh, and, you know, Googling, uh, you know, the newspapers and the radio show stations, et cetera, Right in your marketplace, and start building a list uh, for publicity purposes. And a lot of the things that we do are help build. Uh, you know, a, 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 when you're doing, we do radio media tours, and if you want to build radio uh we, we uh, can, you know, we introduce authors to 3,000 personal growth radio shows. So that really helps build their, their own personal radio list.
1: And once you start doing radio, you can say, been on, as, as heard on, iHeartRadio, Waxy, C, CBS, whatever it may be, which helps people find you more and makes you more attractive?
2: Yes, and actually, you know, if you've got some really big brands that you've been on, those are some things, you can also throw those logos on your website, you know, as seen on ABC or, you know, Good Morning America or things like that.
1: All right, let me ask you a question about that with the website. So say somebody has been on an ABC affiliate, so like a local station, not Good Morning America on ABC, they can still put they were on ABC even though, say, they were on WPBF or something like that.
2: Yeah, but I think you're still better off just to be, you know, in in line and integrity and, and, and use the call letters for the station, especially if it's a big market.
1: Okay, so that that's a good thing because I've seen a number of people that I've talked to and had on my show, you know, had, had not had on my show but have wanted to be on my show, and when I started doing more research i realized that their websites were fake
2: right you you know integrity is everything throughout this whole process you know you need to emphasize your strengths but you don't hyperbolize things that don't exist one of the other things that i talk about is uh, when you're prepping for your speaking stuff the photos that you use are very important if they are 10 years old and, you, you know, you're vain and you want to make sure that, you know, people see you without, unwrinkled, um, you know, you're, you're out of integrity. You, you, because when you walk in the room and you don't look anything like your photographs, there is going to be a disconnect instantly, a trust disconnect. So you really need to, um, you know, sure, you can have your photos and touch, touch them up a little bit, but they need to look like what you look like now. And, uh, and so you need to make sure that your photos are contemporary. Um, in order to make sure that you know you are completely in alignment with um, with what is in integrative.
1: should those photos be consistent across all of your digital branding so that should be the same photo you use on social media on your website on your email cards things like that
2: yes um, I would recommend that however One of the things that we recommend from a publicity standpoint is you have a page on your website with other photos, some that are more casual, some that show you in different settings, some working with folks, because let's say that somebody wants to do a magazine story on you, you want to send them there so that they can get additional artwork to illustrate the story, and it needs to be 300 DPI, high-res photos, because print cannot use the low-res photos that you can use on the web. But you should have downloadable, available photos of you, an array of them, and your logos and your book covers, so that people can illustrate uh, graphic, graphic um, flyers and or uh, uh, print articles using that those content.
1: So you want to make it easy for somebody to book you and support you and promote you afterwards, is what I'm hearing.
2: Oh, uh, absolutely! Not just afterwards, you know, currently.
1: Okay, because I've seen a number of people make it really hard for me to get the information I need to be on my show. Yeah, oh, goodness. Yeah, you know, it's like, I need your bio before the show. <laughs> yeah, And you can't even find it on their website. So I'm, I'm a big fan of that. All right, we're going into the the national news break now, Jackie. And you started out, one of your careers beforehand was uh, a sports writer. Mm-hmm. So thinking about that, what is a question that my listeners can ask themselves about career change? Ah, here's, here's what
2: they re- really should be asking. What is the market need that I can provide that nobody else can provide as the same?
1: Ooh, what is the market need that I can provide that nobody else is providing That is awesome. I love that one, Jackie. All right, we'll be back with more from Jackie Lappin, and it's all about the questions when we come back from the National News. So National went a little bit long today. I guess it's a big news cycle day. I want to give a shout-out, Jackie, to one of my faithful listeners and a dear friend, Patricia Knoll, who's been tweeting out several of your uh, comments and questions today. (laughs) Glad they're helpful. Uh, yeah, and she's got we, – we should congratulate Patricia as well. Um, she wrote a fantastic book called Good With Me. And Good With Me Day is happening September 21st in the Tampa St. Pete area and um, the – uh, mayor over there and everything. They've got a proclamation and a whole big thing going on. So it's been declared uh, Good With Me Day, and she's on a campaign to make it national. And she could use you for help with that, actually, <laughs> come to think of it. a
2: publicity campaign. Congratulations. Yeah,
1: yeah, that would be really great. Uh, so, Patricia, we got to hook you up with, with Jackie to help you with that. But th- that's a really good question that just popped into my head. What's the difference between publicity and PR?
2: There really isn't. Okay, they're they're interchangeable. Publicity has a connotation of um, being more media relations, uh, but public relations can can mean more. uh, You know, can can constitute uh, internal relations and employee relations and crisis management. Um, You know, they. To a to a degree, they're interchangeable. But even though um, the the media relations generally, or the you know public relations, has a a wider um, uh, a, a pl- application uh, in a lot of cases.
1: All right, that, that makes sense. So, like during this whole political time, there's so many PR nightmares you hear about. So that's the crisis management part you were just oh, referring to. But we're not going there. What I want to talk about a little bit is. How many times you've reinvented yourself because you, you've become this leader in conscious media. I mean, your, your website, ConsciousMediaRelations.com, has so many amazing resources for people that are thought leaders in a conscious way, like Patricia Noel, who's listening, and, and a number of other people, and myself included, to help them do it. What got you from being a sports writer... To this?
2: Well, the skills in, in being a, a journalist are really much the same that you use in publicity. In fact, I'm, I minored in public relations when I was in, in college. And um, when I moved out of sports writing, I naturally gravitated to the public relations world and worked for one of the big agencies. Um, in the, the U.S. and from there I started my own agency. Um, I actually was a specialist in sports entertainment and um, and cable television um, and so from there I uh, launched my own agency which was an internationally known bi-coastal PR agency that did everything from launch the first four LA marathons to the 75th anniversary of the National Hockey League um, to the Golf Channel and numerous major, major brands. We worked for everybody from Showtime to uh, Caesars Palace to uh, Avon, and, and I could go on and on. And so, um, you know, in the closing days of my agency, um, it, it, we were also the largest PR agency in cable television. And in, in years later, I also launched the Worldwide Poker Phenomenon. And I, I worked that side of the fence for a lot of years. Um, but I eventually ended up writing two books in personal growth. I, go, I went on my own spiritual journey, and uh, my, best, my second book was the best spiritual book of the year at the International New Age Trade Show, uh, Practical Conscious Creation, Daily Techniques to Manifest Your Desires.
1: Fantastic book, the, by uh, the way. Pardon? It's a fantastic book. Thank I've read you. it. It's great. <laughs> Thank you. Um,
2: but where, when, I, when I really started to look at that market, and I started building media lists for myself, I realized that there was nobody else that really was building the kinds of media lists that embraced not only the mainstream, but the conscious and the the mind-body-spirit marketplace. And so, you know, again, the, re, the way I follow how do, uh, my career has evolved, now I reinvent myself, is I go where the need is, where I see there's an opportunity, and nobody was really serving that community. So I put together uh, uh, a database of 3,000 personal growth radio shows and 1,500 mind, body, spirit, print, and online media and then began to service that. I decided I really wanted to follow my heart, which was to serve messengers who were changing the world in positive ways. And so we shifted our entire business into that area, and out of that evolved the products and the aspects of our business that grew. The first aspect, of course, was the radio media tours because, hey, we had the largest database of all these radio shows that are interested in this content. So for authors, we would either do a full book campaign or we would just do a radio media tour that focuses on connecting them with those radio show hosts. Um, So, uh, uh, And then we realized that people really, another way to promote books was to syndicate articles. And so we took that database of 1500 media, print and online media, and we started sending out their 850 to 1000 word articles to those publications. And then the next thing that happened was that people kept saying, "Well, can you book me for speaking engagements?" So we tried for a year to do that and realized that really it wasn't a profitable business for us, but we'd really accrued all this information about where they could book themselves for speaking engagements all across North America, uh, pe- particularly people in the personal growth, empowerment, spirituality, wellness, th- those kinds of areas. And so then we created something called Speaker Speakertunity, the transformation speaker, transformational speaker lead tip sheet that comes twice a month to people to provide them direct contact where they can book themselves for speaking engagements all across North America. We added in a private Facebook group, where I'm putting in the newest, coolest stuff, and our subscribers are also putting in things that they know about. So we've really created something really, really unique, and you know, because we know that this marketplace is one where people are often um, not getting corporate kinds of fees, we've made it really affordable. It's like $25 a month. So it's really simple for people to get involved. Um, if they want to pre- pre-subscribe at $264 a year, they can, but the point is that we're filling a void because these speakers really are not getting into speakers bureaus, high-level speakers bureaus. They often um, don't, aren't, good, aren't a good match, e-speakers or uh, speaker match, and, they, and they're busy and overwhelmed and they're looking for some easy access um, to get on stages without having to do all the research themselves, and so we filled that void. And that's what we continue to do. We look for the void. We look for where there's a need, and then we go and we fill that need.
1: It's interesting how your life has taken step by step to step that brought you to the work you're doing. And when you look back on it, did you ever expect that you would be doing what you're doing today when you first launched into the working marketplace?
2: No, I never did. I knew that I would probably be in some aspect of publicity, uh, just because that and writing, because that's my skill set. Um, but I certainly would never have seen it evolve to this, especially when I started out. Um, you know, I think we we all grow and evolve, and if you're if you're at all intuitive or listening to the to the messages of the universe. It's guiding you in certain directions. And the best thing to do is not resist, but simply embrace it and see where the opportunities are. And that's what, what I do. I, I just let the, this intuitive guidance tell me, huh, that's something that we might be able to do. And then I explore it, and I look at it, and as I do is I open to say, this is the real possibility. Then the ideas come, the, the opportunities come, the connections come. Um, you know, it, it, once you open the door for new things the that are in positive directions rather than driven from a fear-based operation, the universe will support you and open new doors for you.
1: Now, before somebody launches themselves out there, say doing one of your radio media tours or signing on with Speaker Tunity, you mentioned a one-sheet. What are some of the other things that they need to have ready both internally and externally to be a success? Well,
2: and we've already talked about the website. That's really an important element. Um, you also need to have a clear and compelling program or offer to bring people into so that it's you know, very clearly stated and you're not wandering around. You need to have a media kit, which should consist of your, um, whatever it is that you're marketing, your bio, uh your um uh any testimonials from well-known people you know just t- customer testimonials are less important but can, you know can be included 20 questions that you want to be asked because radio shows these days are at least an hour long most of them uh if you're on the internet and um then you it, it, we 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 put what we call uh, the learn more page which is a bullet point of all the different ways that the consumer, the public, whatever it is that, you know, can engage with you, what are your offers and, and your social social connections. Um, if you're going to be pitching yourself for media, you need to have pitch letters. <laughs> letters that, um, that interest a uh, host or a producer or a reporter, <laughs> excuse me, with... Um, Story ideas, uh, re- reasons for the, to put you on the air, and again, benefit driven. What's it going to? How is it going to benefit the the, the reader, the audience, the, the viewer?
1: Okay, perfect. We're going to go into the commercial break. Everybody, think about what are you doing that is benefit driven. Tell, tweet out at the Laura Stewart what is one benefit you offer. We'll be right back.
0: Success comes from not only what you know, but also who you know. Welcome back to It's All About the Questions with award-winning author Laura Stewart.
1: Jackie, you just ran through in a very short period of time. I I counted, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different things that people need to do to prepare for being out there, Um, radio media tours and, and speaker bookers and stuff like that. Say somebody doesn't know how to do that, or they need somebody to look at it and go, this is good or not good. That's some of the services that you provide as well, right?
2: I do. Um, And actually, one of the things that we've started doing is we will take somebody who has what they call a platform, which is you know, a business and a following and that they're building in, in this uh, infopreneur business, essentially. And we'll look at the entire platform and figure out what's missing, what's going well, where are the weaknesses, where you should be going, if it's solved, how to get things moving again. So that's another service that we do. We really um, we call it Superpower Your Platform. Well, well, we'll do a, a complete analysis and then help you uh, get out of doldrums, so to speak, and I'll give you the, the people that you can contact that have specific services that's done for you or educational programs where you can get up to speed on new areas that you can expand. But before I want to go any further, Laura, there's one other area that I didn't get a chance to talk about, and that's video, and that's really important from two standpoints. One, you need to have video to show a speaker booker how you perform on stage, not talking to your community on your website. That's really important. Secondly, if you're going to book yourself for television, the most important thing is to get one good TV segment under your belt so that you can actually include it in any pitching that you're going to do for other TV. They want to see what you look like before they actually book you a lot of times. So, those are two pieces of video that you also need to have in your arsenal.
1: Okay, so you say you need to include that in your pitch. What do you do? Put a link on your pitch? Yes,
2: absolutely. You say, you know here's you know here's the reason to pitch me, et cetera, et cetera. And at the bottom, if you'd like to see previous interview, click look at this link.
1: And it doesn't really matter what level that TV was depends it on who you're talking to. Okay.
2: Um, you don't want to put in a local cable, you know, a poor little, little local cable show if you're trying to pitch national media. You know, you need to have a couple of really good local, you know, uh, shows to show them that, you know, you've, on you know your local NBC, ABC, or independent stations. Um, but, yeah, you know, it, the, the, the low-level stuff is not going to impress a lot of folks. You're going to need to get up to at least that level.
1: All right. We've all heard that if you want national, you need to start local. Is that really true? Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
2: Because the national guys, the first thing they're going to say is, what else have they done? And we want to know that that they, they can hold an audience and that they're compelling.
1: Unless for some reason you happen to be known as the leading expert on something because you've done a lot of other media and they absolutely need somebody at that moment.
2: Exactly. I mean, if you've got something hot and topical that, you know, will mitigate some of that, but they're still going to want to see video of you.
1: Well, that, that makes sense. They want to know what they're going to get on, on camera. Exactly. Because it is Videogenics, right? Mm-hmm. Now, for speakers, do they need a, a speaker reel or can they put, say, a 10-minute clip of them speaking?
2: I would say a 5 to 8-minute. No, 10 is too much. but preferably five. Um, And um, having a sizzle reel, as that's called, is always a really nice thing, Um, and it's great for showing at the beginning of your presentation or for marketing purposes, and you need one of those. But that's not what they really want to see. They want to see how well you hold an audience.
1: Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I've gotten a, a number of people reaching out to me via my, my cell phone and email and stuff. They want to know how they reach out to you.
2: They can contact me by first going to my website, ConsciousMediaRelations.com, or if they're interested in SpeakerTunity, our Transformational Speaker Leads tip sheet, they can go to SpeakerTunity.com. And then, if you want to email me, you can go to Jackie at consciousmediarelations dot com. Jackie at consciousmediarelations dot com. And that's, uh, that's the, the, the fastest and the easiest way to get to me.
1: And that's J A C K I E, everyone. Jackie at Relations dot com. And I will have links to that on the um, "It's All About the Questions" show page and on the podcast as well, so you can easily get to Jackie. Um, hey, and one more thing, Laura,
2: I'm also looking for great speaking opportunities all over North America, and especially in Florida. So if people know about them, send me information on them because I want to add them into Speakertunity.
1: And I bet you're also looking for people who are running good podcasts for speakers and authors or have radio shows because I have a number of people listening to my show that are hosts of other things to if maybe they're looking for guests and and you're always looking for hosts looking for guests as well right
2: absolutely please just tell me what if it's a podcast if you're on a specific network uh, or on a broadcast station but yeah i would love that that would be wonderful
1: yeah i figure you might as well ask for what you need right We're here, here. <laughs> we are conscious <laughs> All right. So we, we talked about what a speaker needs to have in their, in their arsenal or even an author. Really, those translate um, no matter what you're doing, whether you want to be booked as a speaker or whether you want to get publicity and PR. And it also applies to overall businesses as well, correct? Not just people that are individuals trying to do things.
2: Absolutely. Um, and because many people also speak to boost their business if they're trying to sell more insurance or... You know, they have a, um, a healthcare care business or any number of other things. You know, if you're building your business, getting out in the community, networking are valuable ways to do that. So much of what we've said here applies to those areas. And now, you know, I don't do a lot of, quote, business kinds of publicity. And speaker Trinity isn't really great for people that are just doing business kinds of B2, uh, B2B kinds of things. But, um, you know, there are, you will find other resources and other ways to do that, to apply these tools so that you can build a business in almost any way. The, the important thing is my, one of my favorite things that P.T. Barnum said, there's a terrible thing that happens if you don't do publicity and promotion. Nothing.
1: <laughs> I never heard that quote from him. That's brilliant. <laughs> it's one of my favorite, <laughs> And it's so true. When I had my, my tech company... I used to do a lot of speaking because I got asked to speak at tech conferences and stuff. And I never realized it until how important that was for my business until one day a client said to me, you know, we know you've been doing speaking. You've been speaking about tech topics to other tech companies. So we figured we wanted the person telling all the other tech companies how to do business.
2: Exactly. Exactly
1: and those that could be local stuff or international stuff it doesn't matter and i used to write a column for a newspaper on business and tech so people wanted us because we were considered the top advisor well and a book
2: does a lot to also increase your credibility it makes you the authority on what it is but the key to a book even if it's self-published is it can't sound like every other book out there it's got to be really distinctive in terms of its title it's it's um, a, a focus, and the op- and the information that it, pr- it pr- that presents.
1: So basically, you're saying with that, have it professionally edited, and looked at. Like, don't just do your own cover on PowerPoint. Yes,
2: that is absolutely true. Um, and but it's not just the the the, the presentation. It's got to have a unique positioning. I mean, I've I've written two manifesting books, but, man, you know, they don't sound like anything else out in the market because I've created a unique positioning for them that makes people think, I don't have that on my shelf, or makes radio show hosts think, I haven't haven't approached it from this angle ever before. So that's what you're looking for.
1: Going right back to the first question you posed to my listeners going into the first commercial break, what's your unique selling proposition? What sets you apart? What's different about you?
2: Right, exactly. And your book needs to do the same thing.
1: Okay, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, All right, so we're getting ready to the end of the show. What's the last thought you'd like to leave my listeners with?
2: Make sure that you are very clear on your goals and your intentions so that you can build a program that fits those goals and intentions the you know the biggest problem with marketers is that they're scattered so you need to stay true to your goals and your intentions and your programs need to fit everything needs to fit into that
1: so it all needs to be aligned it needs to be focused and what else?
2: Um, excuse me. Okay. Um, make sure you know your target audience because a lot of people think that they are the right for everybody, and that is not the truth. Uh, you really need to niche it down to make sure that you know who it is that you're reaching and where they can connect and communicate. Um, and in one of the things in our, our business is the, niche, the riches are in the niches. So you really, really need to, you know, the, focus your marketing and strategies against the market that is most likely to buy your products and services as opposed to scattershot
1: the public. Perfect. I love that. I knew there was one more nugget there. So reach out to Jackie at Jackie at com, or go to com and find out today what you need to do. Great resources out there. Thanks for being on the show, Jackie. Thank you, Laura. It's great fun. Remember, everybody, the right questions can change your life. So what are you asking today? Have a great day.